0: hello welcome to waiting for game the melee stats weekly podcast uh i appreciate this you know we took a couple weeks off and we have refreshed and i think we're ready to come back for possibly our greatest episode ever i am gimme that wheat i am a tournament cedar i am on the administrative team for the mpgr top 100 and do do we have a panel this week i don't think it's crazy to say that we have probably one of the greatest Marths ever, one of the most cerebral Marth players ever, and also one of the greatest players to ever main a green species. And, of course, I'm talking about Edwin Budding, the Marth player, and Amby Sinister, the fox. (laughs) And also we have this guy who uh, I think he's on Golden something or other. We have PPMD. What is going on, everyone? What's up? i i'm so excited for you to be here i think we're gonna have a great episode
1: i think it's gonna be good i mean i like i was saying before we got started i love what you guys do i think you guys fill such an important niche for uh for melee so glad to be able to to do something for you guys
0: hell yeah dude i um i distinctly remember watching apex 2015 at 3am or whatever it was on a call with one of my friends because we were so excited to watch your amazing run and here we are uh, obviously this is the low point of your career in being on our show no one wants <laughs> to be on on waiting for game uh but such a high point you've had <laughs> with apex 2015 uh but i think uh you know a high point for the golden guardians like staff and melee creation uh has to be the octagon 2 Mm-hmm. What I think they put on with the Octagon and the Octagon 2, and of course, Golden Guardian's Jeopardy, uh, I think has been pretty amazing. So let's get into this. Do you guys have any thoughts on what we saw recently? Just like, uh, I mean, I think that what was put on was some pretty amazing sets, so I, I really want to pick your brains about what we saw.
2: I can go first, if, if that's fine. I always love going first on, on this. <laughs> Ami, is that okay with you? Go ahead, go, go ahead, dude. I love it. Okay, so... First off, I just want to say it's wonderful having Pee on the show. PP, I may as well tell you this, um, one of my favorite memories was actually uh, going to the Super Bowl and then after the Super Bowl watching Apex 2015 in the hotel room immediately afterwards. So that's a memory that stands out in my head that I wanted to share with you on this wonderful Constant rush,
1: there. I love it man. Yeah, it was
2: one of my favorite days. Uh, just under getting engaged and married. But anyways, okay, that's fair. Good back priority. to the Octagon a- too. I love exhibition-style events in Melee. I think there is something so hype. So, you know, not necessarily even old school, but I just think that there's a place for a well-produced, high-effort, fuse slate of matches. I think it gives it's it just has a very different vibe behind it. I think it's different than watching a super major all day. I think it's different than the kind of anticipation that goes into even just like a regional event. I think there's something so much more deeply like personal and even like intimate to an extent of just having like four to five matches, a lot of sketches. It's like a, it's like in between what Summit provides for the scene. But also what the Salty Suite used to provide at meters. Mm-hmm. So I really liked the event. I think the the sketches were, were very funny. I loved the amount of effort that went into the production, and I loved the sets. It was just really fun, and I would love to see this kind of thing be a more common mainstay of the scene.
3: Yeah, I think uh, the big thing that jumps out to me is just that Golden Guardians really killed it. On the field, <laughs> as they say, you know, I think they all won their sets, and PPU had some great commentary throughout the entire event. Thank so, you. I uh, I thought it was great. Definitely seemed was... a little rigged. Is that where you're getting at? Yeah, I, 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 in <laughs> so many words, I think it, it. You know, maybe Ginger was trying to sell something by uh, by having his you know reverse four o as they say. It's like,
0: yeah, I don't know why Zane is playing Zuppy. I feel like this one's a little mismatch, <laughs> but okay. No, I, I think it was super cool and um, what I want to hear from from you PP is I want to hear like what's the Golden Guardian side of this and they, they've been like really really cool with Melee um, on a level that I don't know if we've really seen from from like a new organization especially one that that's big in, in a long time so like what is it like on, on their end for how they support Melee or for like wh- you know are they asking anything of you guys like any ideas I want to hear like about that aspect of it
1: yeah sure um for making the event uh they try to have everything come together really quickly and they have a pretty big staff um i think we only had um one big meeting about it and and then they just let production just go to work they had the people that they knew they wanted to work with bring bring the ideas come to us and have all that happen but i mean they've been even um Hunter, the the main person that's doing the hiring, the head of esports at all of Golden Guardians, like he's always said, you know, you can talk to me about anything you want. Um, we are really trying. We are actually really trying to make an organization and make players feel actually empowered, so they can. Um, work their best here because if they if you guys are really liking what you're doing that's gonna make the content feel the best and everything else and if you're if you don't like that everyone's gonna know that's watching and it's going to suck and then we're not gonna like it so please be honest with us about this stuff and they've been really open about it and it's been really cool and so i think actually you know it was very interesting just to bring him up again because he had just talked to me um i don't know maybe like a few weeks a month ago now and he said just checking in you know, you've been with us for a little bit. How are things going? How are the how's the staff? How are the players? How's the content? Is there anything more you want from us? Is there anything more you want us to do? Right. So like this type of open communication, this type of uh way of uh of being really supportive and really wanting to do things is is great. And and for melee, of course, I mean, um, their director of esports really wanted things to go well. Now, these people weren't necessarily super involved with Melee, they liked Zane. They liked their return on investment on Zane, who wouldn't, but uh, they also, they said, you know, there are other people in the organization. Um, I think one of the video producers is, is really big into Melee still, for example. Um, there were more people that wanted more, and they said, well, let's try to get more Melee people. We think this community can be really passionate and do things. I think there was some evidence to some of the higher-ups that that was the case. They made the, the pitch to the Warriors, I guess, and and everything. The rest is just kind of history, and they've been super happy with how it's gone. So they they were really happy with it. Um, I mean, I guess the only thing that they were concerned about, I don't really know how this all shakes out, but the technical hiccups, the stream going down some. But that was the broadcaster, just his computer was overheating, even though it just hadn't happened before. Like, I work with this person a ton. It's just really unlucky timing, but they got it fixed. But... Yeah, I mean, I'm just glad everyone really liked it. And yeah, I, I really do think it's a, it's a good org and, and they're really careful about the people that come in and, and checking in because I, I think the communication and just the goals are just so important. And so as long as you're staying on that, I think it's going to be great, you know?
3: Yeah, and just from our perspective, uh, just as a, a group that has worked with the, the Golden Guardians media team, uh, I really do feel like they, they get it, right? Like mm-hmm. I think that they interact with the community really well. They're super easy to work with. They have like the right ideas in mind. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that their presence in the scene is uh, is very it's very good so far, uh, and I'm glad to see that it's sort of like that behind the scenes as well.
0: Cool. Yeah, I know. I can speak for me and Ambi. Uh, so we did the melee jeopardy, as we have already said. I was, and not, part we, and I did was not part of this at all. Edward was not part of this at all. We went it? in.
1: And <laughs> why are you clarifying that? It's important. Okay. <laughs> Well, they he were great. A, i, I I'm, glad, I'm glad for Melee stats to do that, by the way. Very good. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, I'm glad for Golden Guardians because, like, as I, was, as I was saying, you know, we have worked with other not big organizations like this, um, but other things. And, and usually it's, like, smaller things, and they are pretty close to us, uh, and that's great. And we were so worried about working with what a big organization would be like. Mm. And I was like, oh, like, no one's ever going to talk to us. We're not going to hear back. Like, they're going to – No uh the hands-on aspect to it was amazing it's just like anything we any ideas we had uh dude it was such an amazing experience and i think stuff like that really shows and stuff like the octagon uh like you can see that direct connection to like care for melee into just pure entertainment value
3: agreed yeah definitely a really really well-produced event I guess the computer overheated because the event was two flames. As
1: it was. <laughs> oh, oh snap, man! Let him know.
0: I mean, I guess is this a time we can talk about what were the most fired sets of the night? Um, Edwin, I think you've got a real heater. You want to talk about
2: a real heater? I don't know what you could be referring to. <laughs> I, I mean, is is this like a is this a Marth joke? Uh, Pee-pee, I. I I guess we could uh well this will go into the next segment but uh, the first thing i wanted to ask you is what were your thoughts on uh ginger hbox like after the fact during the during commentary you were pretty clear about like what you noticed during the set and everything yeah. but i i kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on how you see that rivalry developing or, or just like e- even just falco puff in general um i don't know if you like watched the set again or had any other thoughts that you'd want to share about it
1: sure uh i mean i watched it on stream but i i you know i I watch it as Mm -hmm. like a just chatting tactic not as like an analyzed tactic on stream so that is so i don't gain too much more from that but um yeah i mean between the two of them um i i I do it does seem like yeah right like because ginger uh was up so much it kind of makes me think that like he can pull away really early depending on how much stuff he has prepared but also you know hbox clutch god all that stuff he can still he still makes it happen i think the experience that he has and like i think you know things like him not streaming during it also probably helped him and things like that which can also kind of influence their sets like for how long he's like because he'll be streaming for like you know several hours and then he'll you know go to a tournament and then at the end of the tournament he plays ginger or something right and that's just Different in some ways, although I'm sure he streamed for a while before playing Ginger here, so there's still some carryover. But I um I I I like that I like that Ginger brought so much. I because I wasn't sure exactly how things were going to go. Um, but Ginger bringing so many things tells me that he's gonna like the more stuff he brings, the more Hbox has to think about, and the more he has to be on his toes for it because. I was kind of worried about ginger locking hbox down and ginger did a really good job of that in a lot of ways and so i think if he's able to clean up um especially some of the ways he handles hbox's shield that's kind of, it's kind of interesting you know thinking about it just saying this now because i think so much of zane mango was how much so much of how zane managed his shield and out of shield options versus mango um but i anyway i think how ginger manages hbox's shield and how hbox continues to call that sort of stuff out i think it's going to be really important for for them going forward
0: definitely cool. um personally did you have like a favorite set i know that you were in commentator mode for a lot of it but yeah would like, you ever let yourself slip into spectator mode for any of this and just enjoy what you're watching
1: yeah so for uh cody s2j once the down smash happened i was i was all in i was like yeah hit him with another one i even said that on commentary i was very unprofessional for that moment i was like give him another one i want it i'm greedy (laughs) and i wanted him to down smash again uh but it's fine he didn't do it and he still won anyway what a what a gamer but uh i i thought it was i thought he uh i thought that was a really fun set very back and forth I also really, it's hard for me to pick between that one and Nun Moki because Nun popped off and I love Nun so much. What he does is insane. He's an absolute crazy person. Uh, But I, I, I just because of how close it was and, and the, and he just, he really just ran across the entire stage and charged the down smash. I just can't believe. And then Cody just had like, he just, he had the desire to make out with the bottom right corner of Dreamland. that di and i was very excited for that too and so it was just very everything about it was was wild that moment was very because it's hard to get me out of commentator mode to get hype but that did so that was really good um so i'd say probably cody s2j but none Mokey. there were even more moments like that for me so it's it's Mm -hmm. hard to choose um but because i was there living and i got to be a little bit excited for it live maybe uh cody s2j
0: No, I, I, we're of one mind on this one. I think Cody SG is probably the best one. And then if I had to pick a second, it is Moki Nun, which was just this weird, well, it was like seven games, right? Yeah. Weird seven games of just like utter destruction, uh, mostly from Nun's End, but Moki had a lot of things, of course, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Eric, I want to hear what you think about this, because there's the correct opinion that PP and I have, and and there's the weirdo, (laughs) whatever. There's the, I like the ginger, ginger H-Box set that, uh, Edwin has. So I want to hear like where you land on this spectrum.
3: Well, okay. So it's kind of funny. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give a little bit of the centrist answer. <laughs> of uh, course. I had, the, I had the most enjoyment watching the STJ IVDW set. Uh, but you know, I, I think that's largely informed by the fact that I'm a Fox player and I'm, I've been spending a lot of time watching that matchup. So like a lot of the, a lot of the things stuck out to me is really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that Hungrybox Ginger was a very interesting set, um, and I do want to want to talk briefly about the the way that the rule set came into play for this set, which I thought mm-hmm. was very funny. So you have to think about the fact that, um, you know, the last four games Ginger was up three to one, and he got four counter picks in a row, and he lost all of them, and like the way that the rule sets were are that he couldn't just go back to the same stage every single time if he didn't mm-hmm. win on the counter pick so the really fun thing about this is on the last game he had to counterpick himself right like he had to he had to take Hungry box to dreamland after he was reverse four road right so i think that that's a it was very funny that like it got to that point and i was like oh this sucks like the <laughs> poor poor ginger like this is his counter pick and he's forcing he's he's being forced uh to bring Hungry box to a stage he doesn't want to play on uh i just, I just thought that was like a very interesting little you wouldn't see that unless someone won four games in a row which Mm -hmm. is like a very yeah
0: melee's melee's rule set was not built to handle this (laughs) that's true this is like some very weird aiden stupid rule taken (laughs) to the extreme
1: (laughs) yeah one
2: thing i want to mention about ginger hbox is that before the octagon 2 i did a massive breakdown of all the exhibition matches and and predictions on who i thought was going to win and the first one i did was on ginger versus hbox and you know, despite HBox being up in their recent head to head, I was so sure that Ginger was going to win. So I wrote, like, oh, you know, Ginger technically is the <laughs> underdog by the head to head, but I think in this exhibition set, you know, Ginger's got something to prove. Oh, Hbox I remember is you saying land. that. That's I right. think Ginger destroys him 5 2. And then, right. of course, HBox reverse 4 0s him. And then Amby messages me and is like, An oak. I think you might go 0-4 in your predictions. Today. <laughs> and in the middle of IBW SDJ, I, I predicted SDJ would win, but it, it was looking pretty scary. And for a split yeah. second, I thought, you know, I, maybe I'm just not going to predict anything anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, never bet against Hungry Box. I mean, right now, never bet on
2: Hungry Box.
0: Just like don't bet <laughs> if Hungry out. Box is around. Yeah, yeah.
2: and and just want I've said this a million times on the show, and I'm going to say it again: if Wheat says to bet on Hungry Box or not bet on Hungry Box, just Just do it listen to him this man (laughs) is right yeah he's literally always right he's like a. it's it's only it's only revolving
0: uh involving hbox that's the only person i can predict why do you think that is i think i've got a soul read on him i think we're we're kindred spirits that's That's exciting we both both probably have the same radiohead albums on vinyl that's probably (laughs) some some soul connection
1: same sub count same (laughs) pop-offs
0: yeah yeah of course um
3: Nice. Same so,
0: donations, yeah. You yeah, should show. have seen uh
3: we versus Ryfish Game One at the game two. <laughs> it was, it was an uncanny hungry bucks pop up.
0: Yes, yes. Uh I apologize to uh to Rye Fish for yelling in his face and uh apologize <laughs> to the fans. I did push a couple people over. He broke oh his kicking a
2: chair. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah.
0: I, and I broke the chair when I threw it <laughs> into the window and Broke the window too. Actually, a lot of things got broke that set, uh, which I did not win.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> your no, got broken! Broke. Unbelievable. Not...
2: <laughs> so, pp just for reference, that the moment when I realized that Wheat is literally never wrong on Hungry Box was before Smash Summit Ten. Hungry Box, you know, this was a time when he had dropped a tournament to Dawson. He even lost a game to Ness in tournament. And I was very sure that Hungry Box was just going to get destroyed in his pool. And his pool looked tough. It was none, like Pew Pew, Cat and Face Roll. Soonsei, I think, was in it also. It looked very difficult, and I was quite sure. Or at least it looked difficult to me. When I asked Wheat about it, Wheat was like Edwin. Get this weak shit out of my face! You <laughs> think Pew, Pew Nun, None Face Roll and Sunsay are gonna beat Hungry Box? He's gonna destroy his pool. He's gonna sweep them, and if he doesn't run into Zane or Iodw or or Mango, he's gonna win the tournament. And, and he did run know, into those players. Yeah, he did run
3: into yeah, the- yeah it was he weird. Did. He was like fifth seed in that pool and he he won it very easily uh it, it was just like a no incredulous
0: uh i was like how does we, this man
2: know
3: yeah this is like stayed on your
0: brain for the entire time i think you I'll brought this up it. maybe every single episode of this podcast that we've done <laughs> uh it's I mean, important. look i i like you gassing me up on, on the predictions i can make for hbox but specifically uh, for
2: hbox no, specifically
0: else. for hbox but speaking of predictions, PP,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: you made some predictions about what we needed to see from Mango to see a set victory versus Zane. Right. Uh, what did you think we ended up seeing from that? Did you like? Did you accurately predict what happened? Do you think?
1: He Mango. I mean, one of the biggest things that happened in that set was the thing that I I because I watched so much of it leading up. No, I could have watched more of it, but I watched a lot of it. Uh, Leading up to doing the analysis for that and I I kept it was it's the way they the way they've chosen to play the matchup is very strange to me but the one thing that makes a big difference I've noticed is Zane's out of shield game versus mango is a very strange powerful source of openings for Zane and I have always thought that it's very odd, especially when I went back and watched it more and so I was so I thought that the auto shield game for Zayn was going to be a big deciding factor and I still think it was. Um, I think Zayn, even when mango, even when Zayn would hold shield for a while and he had to light shield for a little bit and he's like by the edge and he's got basically nothing. he just won't go to the edge. he will find the perfect fair timing. he will convert and he'll kill him or if he misses, he's somehow still fine and I was like this guy, has played Mango so much, he just knows like the timings or knows when Mango will really want to wait, and it was very impressive to see that. So that, that really ended up being a big difference maker for me when when I saw when I saw that happening. I th- I think that was one of the biggest things, honestly. I mean, there are other things I can like I can pick apart other things if I really want to. Um, it took a little while for Mango to start throwing Zayn off his game, like a, a game or two for that to start happening, but. Um, just I, I, The outer shield just really struck me as, as it strikes me so much as it struck me so much when I was preparing the analysis mm-hmm. uh, for it. I could just, I was just, because it's such, I, I, to me anyway, it seems like such a weak position for Marth. So for Zayn to find all of these openings out of it and almost seem like it's like a reliable opening just seemed remarkable to me.
2: PP, what do you think of the future of like counterpicks for Falco Marth? This is something that, uh, has always kind of uh, stood out to me about Mango Zane in particular because, you know, just to be clear, it is a very Zane-favored rivalry right now. But one of the things that's really stood out is that it's not because, like, that mango can't win on FD, or that he can't right. fight Zane on it, it. always it just feels like it feels like he doesn't have a reliable counter pick that he can go to, or that he starts off the set like down early. And I wanted to gauge your thoughts on what the possible counter pick future is for Falco Marth.
1: Uh, before I talk about that, I really I I read your column on this, and I thought your point about them not playing on Fountain of Dreams in the last year. I didn't know that. I thought that was a, a crazy fact, so I was like, "Well, who knows?" And, and the thing about Fountain of Dreams to just go into that really quickly: Mango used to hate Fountain of Dreams, and they would make fun of it all the time. And then Taffa was like, "You know, Mango, you actually went on the stage a lot." And then the next day on his stream, it was the Norwalk people being like, "Man, this stage is dumb," and Mango was like, "Actually, I think the stage is okay." And I was like, "I can't believe this." Anyway, <laughs> um, so then he, so then Fountain of Dreams is magically an okay stage, uh, but. So I, I, every time I think about Mango and Fountain of Dreams, I think of that. And so I think he could probably just do fine there. But I mean, you know, I don't know. I haven't looked at what specifically about stages he abuses to win. Um, so I, I can't make the most confident prediction on that. Like, I would suspect Yoshi's to be bad for him. If I'm thinking about Falco Mart the way I normally think about it. But for them, maybe it's actually good for Mango because then Zayn gets stuck into shield sooner and in more places and he can't retreat so often. And maybe that's just better. And so maybe that ends up making a difference uh, for, for Mango. And so, like, the way they play is really unusual. Um, so I'm not. Particularly sure. I like, I could, if I want to be one of those people really quickly, I could be, I could say, oh, well, you know, the, who, like, it's just about who's playing better that day. Because he could beat Zane on FD. So, like, what difference does it make where they go? So, I don't know. I, it could be one of those types of things, too. I'm not entirely sure. I'd have to look at it more to give you a more informed answer. Um, I think, you know, like, I don't think Mango going Dreamland is bad. I think Dreamland should be pretty good. It's going to break it. it, it does and it will continue to break more of zane's combos and and things like that so that's always going to be a good thing um and then um it's gonna you know so i, I think i i think mango it's going to break some of mangoes too though I, it doesn't seem like it breaks as many but still some so i don't know how to, how does the calculus on that add up it gives zane more chances to play more out of shield things which seems to go more in his favor so again it, it's it's Strange to think about their their calculus is very different from the way i've typically thought about it so i'd have to pay more attention to that to give you a better answer
2: that's all right that was a good answer yeah i was gonna okay. say i think
1: that's
0: a good answer well, thank you yeah <laughs> uh, um yeah no, I, I think it's from like that perspective I, I think you're right it's really interesting like yeah we talked about the future of counter picks how do you see the future of this set happening because we've talked about Zane. Uh, on this show before we talked about him right now like really tough to beat i think that the i mean the fact that like the scariest players for him probably end up being mango someone who's favored over uh favored over you know whatever you want to say hmm. uh, and a set loss here or there to like an s two j uh is is really good for him we talked about how what do you think about f-
1: leffen in regards to zayn i've seen yeah. i've seen them play each other online and Leffen doesn't look like he's He's far behind, or he looks like honestly kind of favorite in some of the friendlies. But Zane and friendlies and Zane and tournament, I've kind of noticed are, are different yeah. players.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have said on the in on the show before that I think in a land future, I mean Zane. It's hard to bet against Zane right oh, now. Oh sure. Oh but yeah. His like the the level of play, I think, just around him just gets completely better. Uh, I think Mango's still scary. Mango doesn't mm. suddenly become not scary. Yeah. Uh, even I mean, hey, we saw them on LAN, like, this Mango's, past week. Mango's
1: Fox may come out.
0: Mango's Fox may come out. And we get, I don't know what Axe will do, right? Like, we don't, haven't yes. seen Axe a ton on online, but the fact that he is there, even if that, uh, you know, like, even if Axe is seated lower and they still play this is, like, what happened to HBox in, like, 2018, 2019 was that he was getting the first seeds and then running into bad matchups at like eighth seed if it was like Wizrobe or something and oh, then like right. fourth seed when it's like left like he was running into issues and i think that could happen with zane we could see yeah. him play axe early in bracket and then the next person he plays might be plop or leffen like mm. he has scary players throughout all
1: yeah plop like, is a plop is a good one to bring up as well absolutely yeah yeah i was Uh, gonna
3: make the the 2018 hbox comparison as well because in my head uh you know i'm i'm like ready to like have someone clip this like a year from now and be like (laughs) look at these idiots um but I, i do think that uh the emergence of a bunch of players on lan uh a lot of them feel to me like just like on a gut level that they could give zane some degree of difficulty in the future um like, I'm, you know, I'm sort of expecting Axe to perform better on land. I'm sort of expecting mm-hmm. Hungrybox to perform better on land. Um, Plop will come back. You know, like, there's like a lot of people that I think could be trouble for, for Zayn in the future. Um, you know, compared to like comparing him to like, you know, 2016 Armada yeah. levels, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. No, I mean,
0: I-, I think that it's it's one of those things where like, i'd still probably favor him over most of these people but in a bracket where he'd have to play like a 16 seed which might be scary and an eight seed which might be scary like he he would have brackets possibly depending on who goes to these tournaments uh that it could be like three or four 60 40 matchups in a row right uh which like different characters too like we saw that uh take some tolls on hbox having to play these all these different characters and all these different players who he's still Mm -hmm. favored over but you know having to switch between that i think that could be difficult but i guess the 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 big question mark for me right now is like what do you think of mango in this like he is one of those people who i think always easy to count out uh i mean that's like part of his style right Right. like the the kind of laid-back attitude but time and time again we've seen like one SCL, one week of SCL every year, we've seen him like make the all these adjustments at the right times and you know whatever you want to say about Zane's play at the time. Uh, when we've seen Mango win, it, it does really look doable. But I, I guess I want to like have your opinion. Like, do you think that that is doable long term? Uh yeah, you know, I, I think that their rivalry is pretty interesting. So I, I want to get your take on this.
1: You know, I, I think not all like the between the two of them is one discussion, and each of them versus the field is also an interesting discussion, right? So like, let's imagine that Leffen Sheik does give Zane a pretty hard time, but then yeah. Leffen chooses not to go Sheik versus Mango. Which is just hypothetically, I don't know what Leffen's going to do, but uh, Mango Steam Mango maybe is able to edge out Leffen um, often enough, and so maybe that creates a different sort of scenario where where. And if they play a little bit less, maybe that ends up favoring Mango too, right? Just, just, just incidentally. Like there could be various factors that end up benefiting uh, Mango here, just as a result of everything changing around them. As land is a buff to people like Axe and Hungry Box and, and things like that, right? So, um, and certain other players like, uh, like. Uh, Plop and face roll, also talking about that a little bit too, and so I, you know, I, I think I think that's very interesting. Um, but Mango's situation is also a very interesting point. I mean, he he's now lost to None twice and lost to Wizzy recently. Mm-hmm. Um, many people are starting to ask, will S2J do it? I mean, he's 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 got a lot of the skills that they do, and he's played Mango a ton. What is the impact of that? Like that is the fact that that's a question now is also very strange i mean two years ago this would have been an insane question and i feel like a lot of people would have dismissed that s2j sure but also just like a falcon doing it i I imagine so it's very this is this is an interesting time for mango too what is the field doing versus him and how well is mango going to be able to play off the field and use those advantages in his own favor and um it's kind of interesting too that for both players it seems like for both mango and zane it seems like Sheik is someone that is that is a bit of a of a strange topic for them i mean increasingly perhaps falcon also although i don't it's kind of hard to say in mango's case because at least it's my understanding anyway um so i'm curious i'm very curious about what the Sheik players are going to do and Sheik being a character that's had a ton of really weird rises and falls over time very curious to see what that looks like so to me it seems like there's a lot of questions that are really hard to answer because So many things are going to start shifting as Leanne comes back. But if I had to I mean, do I think Mango's someone to count out if I to actually come back to reasonably answer your question? I don't. Because I mean, I think he's just been so consistent like for the past like while now. Mm -hmm. And I and I think like he is playing at he is playing at a really strong level really consistently. And I think he's going to still be doing that. On LAN. I think maybe in some ways he even has a bit of a head start over some players that would struggle more online So I think I think he's he's got good momentum going into LAN Now whether and 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 you know what his what his Fox does will also help him against Sheik for example So so I mean the Fox could be coming in at a very opportune time for him People said he's been talking about dual manning again So I, I think I think he I think there is some very interesting like we can look at this set and maybe the one beforehand, or maybe the wizard thing, and like draw some conclusions. But I think if you look at what he's done over a longer period of time, I think I don't think there's a reason to be concerned. Just because he's not winning all of the time doesn't mean that like there aren't forces around him or even within him that are enabling him to still do do some things well. If that makes sense.
3: Yeah, I want to cycle back a little bit to uh, an earlier comment you made about about this whole Zayn mango question uh because personally like i I think it's very difficult to project uh how zane and mango will perform on land i think there's a lot of variables that are like all at play here and like any number of them could dramatically shift uh the results but um what stuck out to me is you describing the way that mango and zane are playing the falco versus marth matchup as strange to you yeah Uh, and I, i think that's a super interesting comment because uh, I think you have a lot of experience with both of these characters, so mm-hmm. I think that like a, there's there's a a degree of understanding that I'm interested in picking your brain here. Um, like, what what sorts of things do you would you do you think would be more sensible, or like what per, what peculiarities jump out at you about the way that these two play that you think are uh, have the potential to change in the future?
1: Sure, I think that's fair. Um, I mean, the way. If I had to guess, I would argue that probably the peculiarity is perhaps a bit more driven by Mango and, and Zayn is just reacting to that. That's my guess. I don't really know. That's just kind of like what I kind of think is happening because Mango, because Zayn was like, okay, well, this is how I need to play it because this is what Mango is doing. So he's it's more of a response to that. It's my guess. Um, so, I mean it is very different because um mango is mango is really good at knowing when to put pressure on marth and how to eliminate a lot of things like marth moving away and counterattacking you and also trying to incur and like putting a lot of pressure on so that marth will also swing so basically he tries to do a defensive option because he doesn't want to be in a bad position so mango is really good at creating that and creating what comes from that i don't really have a disagreement with that necessarily the, st- the thing that's strange to me is Mango is often wanting to just try and make a big push. pretty like, He'll change his timing, but he always wants to make a push past that point. And to me, um, I think that's where a lot of the reversals out of shield come from. Now, the reversals out of shield wouldn't come if Mango was playing a little more... Like, if he was just playing positionally or spacing on Zane or something like that. But... Um, he would still be maintaining a good position and not getting reversed, so he'd still be able to get a hit. In my view, these are this is a bit of a philosophical thing. I understand, and it's, Mango's been able to win doing it his way, but I I find that because Mango is so committed to this strategy, that Zane doesn't really need to think about other ways to play around what Falco can do to come in because he's like I know he's coming in and I know he's going to like hard commit, so I'm going to shield. And it is and it and to me, what I prefer. Doing in the matchup is either tanking lasers, so I can then move more easily, so I have access to dash or jab still. Because shield shielding removes that sort of stuff, but you can still jump if you want. Um, but I um, and I also prefer doing things like catching Falco out of the air um, with some jabs or trying to maneuver into a position where I can forward smash the Falco out of the air um, or, or react to the startup of the approaching laser that Mango likes to do and like side B at minimum or do an aerial or something at maximum to get your best reward, things like that. And Mango makes that very hard to react to, but I would be surprised if Zane couldn't hit that sort of stuff with at least like some reliability given how well he's able to execute so many things. But I, I just feel like Zane probably doesn't feel like he has to because Mango is just committing so hard. So I, felt, I, I feel like there are just so many strange ways and I think, and again, I think it's more rooted in the way that Mango approaches it. So Zane's like, this is just what I feel like I need to do in response. But it, it, it's a very different sort of way of doing things. And and um, and I would say so that people don't think this is me trying to, to malign Mango. I, I think, you know, a really big advantage of what Mango does is that being able to lock down Marth so much means that you remove Marth's mobility advantage and over Falco, and so I think that's incredibly important. And so to be able to do that with the consistency that he does means that Mago can put the ball in his court a lot to always be figuring out how to outplay Zayn from there, and it's much—it's a much easier outplay than like having to get there in the first place. So the fact that he's getting there in the first place is really, really good. So I think it's kind of just like making that next step happen for me, for him. And it's not like he's not doing it. Right. Like I I was talking recently and I was saying the games that Mango and Zane played last weekend, a lot of them were very, very close. The last game in particular, Zane was on by at least a stock, I think. And then he had to really, really claw it back. And he and Mango barely missed an edge guard and then Mango stage guards really, really well. With the way he gets on the platform and everything. And so zane had to really, like, really outplay him like a couple different times to get the kill and, and claw that back. So it's not like and then like if manga wins that right, like it's four three as opposed and then as opposed to like the five five two finish. And then, you know, it's a even if Zane wins there, like it's a different it doesn't feel as bad. Like a five three doesn't feel as bad as a five-two, I think. And the the conversation probably shifts a little bit. So um it, it is strange, and I think, you know it just ended up going more of Zane's way. I don't think that's necessarily a coincidence, but I also think that the way that they play is is very odd, and I, I lean a little more towards Mango uh, breaking that out that way, if that makes sense.
3: Yeah, I know. That was super interesting.
1: Yeah, so would you say, like, how...
0: I guess, like, would Mango versus a lesser Marth, maybe like a top fifty, top one hundred Marth, would you describe that the same way, or is it more just Zane's ability? Like, if Mango sets the tone, then it's Zane's ability to keep that up and to to play against that. Like, would yeah. you call that?
1: So Mango still does the similar, same type of strategy versus other Marths, mm-hmm. but they, but he, Mango has such a. He's got a pretty good sense of what people are trying to go for. He's got a good sense of timing mix-ups and the other Marts. It's just very, very uncomfortable to play not only at the speed at which Mango does, but to not be able to move around and dodge so much and to have to win neutral in such a different, often staggered way. Very, very uncomfortable for them. So, I mean, it is very impressive that Zane's able to play from that position so much with such a great clarity and such a great awareness. Um, but I don't think Mango's strategy is that much different. Like, I think he will choose from a greater variety of timings against Zane because he knows he needs to. Uh, but I don't think necessarily the core ideas of locking the Marth down and being more aggressive and making sure that if the Marth slips up at all or Mango even kind of calls out a dashback, that the Marth has to be quite um, concerned and, and begin shielding there.
0: So these have been some pretty great answers to... Uh the questions even before we got to the question segment so so (laughs) so so i I hope we can keep this whole thing rolling so so we have some questions um this is usually a shorter segment that we were at the end but every time i talked about uh to about this episode to either edwin or ambi it was pick his brain i gotta pick his brain i got like (laughs) everyone was talking about having to pick your brain uh so i'll do what
1: i can i'll do what i can
0: (laughs) yeah we're running into the last like you know 30-ish minutes of the show so i think we should do like a kind of a super sized uh question segment sure so we have some questions from uh people who support us on patreon and you know if anyone wants to 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 throw questions into the shout outs to patreon (laughs) patreon patreon.com backslash melee stats uh although told me i should just say it is
3: forward slash i haven't i haven't needed to correct you on this but uh,
2: guys can (laughs) we just not chill for once Oh, God.
3: This this is the most shilling
0: person. But uh, Um, if if you don't, hey, speaking of not shilling, if you would like to put your questions in the Twitch chat, if they're good, we will select them. Uh, And if you subscribe to us and they're bad, we still might select them. Hey, let's go. (laughs) Uh, But while we are getting some of those questions together, I guess one I have to ask you, and this is like, you know, don't just don't feel bad about the people who aren't picking. But like, are there any players who are on your mind as players who are either had a big improvement or are going to improve greatly? And this can be at any level. It could be a top 20 player who you think is going to continue to be good into a top 10 level, or it can be like a player outside the top 100 who might be, you know, top 50.
1: I mean, every time I get asked stuff like this, I always want to shout out my boy Kadoran uh we knew it uh, i i had that's a fair. That feeling that's well. fair i mean we've worked together for years man but even before i was even before i came back to streaming and everything like we were talking on Smashboards. so we we go back at this point um did another i did another uh session with him just yesterday actually um that just i just you know so i i'm i'm invested i'll say it i'm biased i'll say it but i you know i i think what he's been able to do i I, I love it, and I I think he's really hungry, and I think he's still got a good attitude for the game. Um, and he showed more growth after we worked yesterday, so I don't have any reason to start doubting. So, I'm I'm riding the Kadoran train at least for now. I'm 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 rooting for him.
3: <laughs> Definitely oh, a lot yeah. of Kadoran fans uh, affiliated with melee stats. So that's a that's a okay. great pick.
1: <laughs> okay, cool, cool deal. Good to know I'm not getting booted from the pod just yet. <laughs> <laughs> um... So one question that we Sorry, got go, from go
3: on, one question that we got from the from the podcast mm-hmm. which uh, which I think is a, a particularly fun one we got from Mott Money, who's a New Jersey fox player. Uh, and the question that he wanted to know is um, you know between 2015 and now, uh, what are the sorts of things that you think you need to work on uh, to facilitate your return to the top level? Yeah like what, what things have been different between 2015 and now that you think you would need to work on?
1: um i think i can sum it sub most of it up in two words uncle punch uh everyone everyone and their dog can asdi a bunch now uh and they also tech like monsters now but you know i feel like luckily there's a mod that helps with that so <laughs> it's not too bad um because i feel like neutral is relatively similar people just hold down a little more now but they it's not like they weren't holding down back then so it's not really not really like it it doesn't freak me out um and then i think uh i think there are some other things like there will be like there's like specific specifically labbed like laser counterplays for falco or there are specific like there'll be things like uh, people abusing a very specific type of way to beat certain fairs as Marth using crouch cancel and like those those are new but i'm aware of them so i, I those aren't really like texts those are just like things to be aware of right and so the fact that i already kind of know it's there and like i'm watching all this stuff like uh, it makes me feel okay about it so again as far as like things that i like re- I, I would really need to practice or grind out i really do feel like it is largely uncle punch stuff that being said for for I want to talk about a couple other things. Um, for Falco, I this is not something that's required, but it's something I want to do. I want to do like more down-air tech chasing just like in the middle of the stage because I typically only do it on platforms or at the corner of the stage. But I think there is untapped potential for Falco to do better tech chases in that way. And I think it would also body those people that just love holding down. And that would be very satisfying to me and uh but the other thing for falco which is not about botting people that holding that hold down is being better on the edge and i don't mean edge dashing i don't like yeah it would be better if i did that a little bit better it's more about refreshing because i find that the main problem and also kind of faking it like i don't really know if, like how good falco's hacks dash is i know he has one but it's very much it's like way harder than stuff like Marth's. so if i if I were better, if I were better at faking getting on stage, to get those foxes to all hop off that stupid side platform with that stupid back here, that's like way too hard to deal with. I could, I could do more things, and so if I could just manipulate them there more and do better refreshes and stuff like that, I'd be stronger. So that's that's one thing I need. To, I, I know, and I'll be looking at that. For Marth, I think it's much simpler. I think the answer is just get pivot controller, learn easy method to do that, and I'm probably good.
2: Pepe, I have a question
1: from Daily
2: Stats patron uh, Johnny Gamble. Uh, I'll I'll keep it short. Um, he he's asking Pepe, is there a specific innovation or development outside of the punish game in Marth that you have noticed in recent times? So, this is your chance to like gas up your Golden Guardians teammate, I guess.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, if you're talking about if it's outside of punish, I mean, there's a little bit of stuff like that Zane will do um, to pressure someone's shield with his edge cancels that I think is really good. I when Zane was coming up, I hated that he edge canceled all the time. I was like, why are you doing this? Get on the floor, you silly man. Uh, but now when he does it, he'll do it in a lot of really effective ways, like with the shield pressure on people on platforms, which I think is really cool. So I like that. It's not like it's, it's not something that happens a lot, but when it comes up, I'm like, Ooh. so I think that's cool um empty pivoting in neutral is kind of neat so I think it just comes back to comes back to that as well I think that's a little bit more common um there could be some other things but yeah I'm trying to think if there is there anything else like really um I'm, i I kind of come up with a blank I think Mar- the thing about marth is he's such he's such a straightforward character he just has big sword and he moves and his dashes wild and he just be grabbing people across the level and they die. I think that's just not really going to change that much. It's not like spacey's where there's all kinds of like crazy tech and stuff that'll come out. Like it's a little different from Marth. He's just, he just be doing the good stuff.
0: Nice. Um, so these questions are hard to find just cause there's so many fun people in our Patreon exclusive discord. Yes. Chat. And there's so many people who are talking about all this fun stuff Uh, but I was able to find a, uh, kind of a fun question. So, um, it's about coaching. Like, would you ever consider, uh, coaching, um, from the other aspect? So like you receiving coaching instead of you Uh, providing coaching.
1: That's an interesting question. Um, IBDW, Cody has talked to me about not really doing that, not not partaking in it in that way, but... Mm -hmm because I think he also views playing me as beneficial for him, but he has reached out a few times much more recently on Friday, quite persistently. And he said, um, I, this is not to malign Cody. I love Cody. Uh, but he was, he was, he was a the little first bit guest more, we've had. Oh, cool deal. Yeah. He was, yeah, that's great. I mean, he, I'm sure he had a lot of, a lot of uh, insightful stuff to say. He's a very smart guy. Um, but yeah, he was, he was uh, more insistent on Friday. He said, you know, I really think it'd be beneficial. I really think it'd be good for both of us to be playing more, even if it's off stream. Um, there are things I can tell you about current meta that can like get you great value very quickly. And then I would benefit greatly, I being him, and, and as he's speaking, I would benefit from thinking about or working around your neutral. And so I said, OK, well. So I plan on doing that at some point. I don't really know when. Um, but that is the extent of what I've thought about with that. I, in the past, I used to get a lot of input from Cactuar, and so I'm mm-hmm. not opposed mm-hmm. as a, as a top player to receive coaching. Everyone saw the, everyone saw the thing that that was about the, about the guys, and I was one of the guys, and, and and the guy under the waterfall taught one of those guys, and I was him. Okay, so right, like I I'm not opposed to coaching. I'm not opposed uh, receiving coaching. Um, I just you know i need to make sure i need to like see how i feel about the sources of it and things like that first and cody cody feels like a uh, ibdw feels like a pretty safe source of some information in that regard for me but it also seems like i'm able to be beneficial to him so i don't know if you call that coaching or whatever but or like we're both coaching each other i don't know what you call it anymore but I, it seems helpful and that seems that seems good so you know if if some if like someone else comes along and wants to do something maybe i don't know i'm i'm not necessarily opposed i'm just kind of i'm learning as much as i can and mm-hmm. when i feel when i find when i feel there's a, a source that i'm i'm really wanting to learn from i, I go for it you know i yep. just
2: want to say when you were talking about ivdw earlier and and talking about what he was bringing up to you i couldn't help but hear it in his voice and it was just, yeah. it was just cracking me <laughs> <Yeah>. up <laughs> dude he got yeah. in your
0: brain yeah <laughs> um, but yeah shout outs to Cactuar. Mm. Uh, the first person from smash who i've ever met in real life we were at i mean i we were separately at a uh cheesesteak place in philly Mm. and i took his order by mistake oh and he was like i think that's mine and i was like are you cactuar
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh i'm sure he loved that
0: dude i i have i uh almost ran into a very random I don't even know if he was PR'd at the time. Uh, I saw him somewhere at a uh, at a beach town one time in Jersey. And I thought it'd be really funny to be like, hey, are you this person? Because as like a top player, I'm sure you get it. I'm sure people get it. Like, you yeah. know, you hear those stories, but like, oh yeah, I went to Chipotle and the cashier recognized me. Yeah. But I think as someone who's like borderline PR level in your state, I think it's so hilarious to be like,
1: Hey, are you this person? Oh yeah, yeah. You got it. You got to start somewhere. I think like there's so much more clout in the scene now, right? Like, like uh. there, there, there are people that you back in the day, um, if it like back in the brawl days, if you weren't Mango or M2K, you didn't have a shot, no shot in the world at getting recognized anywhere. But even if you were, you still had a pre- you were you were still. Hoping for the absolute best, but that—that that was your best shot. And now, right, like, like I feel like it can happen to tos. It can happen to, you know, a lot players that aren't even top one hundred, but have a good brand, right, or you know, whatever. Like, it could probably happen to Samox, right? Like, it, it's just yeah. there's so many more people that, and, and I don't, I mean, you know, the clout giveth and the clout taketh away, right? But like, it's still cool that it, that it's there, and like the opportunity for people is, is kind of neat, you know.
2: Well, Edwin be, got
1: recognized once. Hey, let's go.
2: Yeah, I got recognized by my uh by my um my spouse's um, my spouse's best friend's uh, fiance recognized me. And I nice. was like, Oh, you're Edwin Budding. <laughs> and I immediately I immediately messaged the Discord. I was like, guys, I've made it.
1: You didn't even respond to that person to realize <laughs> yeah, you're like, I, I
2: <laughs> well, what I was gonna mention is like I we shouldn't overstate it because it's it's definitely like Only us and kind of like our small group of people would ever see like Sess at a major and be like, "Oh my god, God, it's Sess!" It's It's, I totally remember
3: when you took that game off of Leffen,
0: dude. It's funny (laughs) if it's at a tournament. Like when I went up to Wasabi at the gang two after a few sips of faderate, and I was like, "Hey, didn't you get JV five, my son?" (laughs) It's funny. It's funnier if it happens outside (laughs) of a tournament. (laughs) Uh, no that story's like, even
3: worse dude you can't you can't just say it that way because that just sounds mean you asked wasabi if he got jv5 by sun and then still won the set and then wasabi said no i lost the set oh <laughs> <my> <laughs> gosh.
1: It, it, was,
0: it was me saying hey do you remember that set where you got jv5 but still won he said no i lost that <laughs> oh <laughs> i would have that i if think he, uh,
2: i think you had him confused with black chris i think that i think black chris I, got jv5 and won the set
0: I don't think first. that's the case. I'm sure that happened, but I, I definitely just misremembered what happened. Uh also uh a no i think you got recognized twice, didn't you? Wasn't there something at like a Dallas airport or something? With bananas?
2: What? Wasn't No, uh <laughs> No I got recognized by D F W. That 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 I know, but it wasn't What's the at story a Dallas again? airport. It was just What's at the a, story. It was at uh it was at Big House, I think. No, wait, wait, no 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 no. Uh I, got, I remember this story somewhere. i got recognized somewhere else but I, I do have a funny uh dallas story dfw story but it it happened at the big house mm-hmm. uh should, should i tell it or not even please bother? yeah okay i so. have
0: i have a specific retelling in my head so i'll see if it, it
2: fits with what you have. <laughs> okay so um at the big house 7 i get there I'm ready for an awesome weekend with my friend Ambie Sinister, KB, and everyone else we know. But I'm alone at the airport. I don't see any Smashers around until suddenly I notice Banana and a couple of Dallas Smashers. Right?
1: And... Singular Banana. <laughs> the idea of Did I say Banana? banana? <laughs> you, you said Banana. I see Banana. I see so banana. <laughs> <laughs> no, I see Bananas and a group of,
2: of Smashers that I recognize from DFW, just from a few streams or whatnot. And I think to myself, you know, like we're both probably waiting for a bus to take us to the airport. So why don't I why don't I pretend I'm not a smasher and I ask them like like, what they're doing in Detroit. Like, you know, just to make conversation, ask if I can wait for a bus as well. And I go up to them, and one of them has a Big House 7 shirt. And I was like, hey, uh, what's the Big House 7? And I just play this whole, like, act of, like, not, uh, of, like, pretending not to be a smasher, or, like, not being familiar at all. And the guy's like, oh, the Big House 7? It's a melee tournament! And you can see kind of, like, the, the light shine in his eyes, and he's, like, all excited to talk about melee. Like, oh, this is still like, someone that's never played melee before. Like, this is... This is incredible! Like this is my time to make the scene look good. And at the end of like five minutes or whatever, when he and his friends are explaining to me about melee, I'm like, no, I'm just kidding. Like I, I I'm a melee player also. I, I, write like weekly articles and everything for melee stats. And they're like, oh yeah, like I, I, I know your stuff. And uh, I told Ambi afterwards. <laughs> I, told, I told Kay, and they were like, that was the stupidest story I've ever heard. <laughs>
0: this is like like, did do? Do it's like the weirdest thing you could do. It's like play dumb and they're like aren't you edwin
1: <laughs> you got it hey you what's trodum? this here you trolled
2: i just loved the smile on that guy's face like that is beautiful so, like this was beautiful. his time to make the scene look good to someone who like he was it's almost like he had he had this speech like prepared you know mm. anyways i'm sorry we... well
3: so we have story, a fun question man. that i wanted to bring up well, i think uh, i know which it's... one this is yeah so uh so, Mutu King, you and Mutu King have a fun history and a set history which is uh relatively lopsided, some would say. Okay. <laughs> um So, we did get a question in our Patreon uh asking if you had any insight on why you would be m2k so badly
2: <laughs> just for reference pp this is like a running gag among our friends that like i'll bring up every couple of weeks or so I'll, at, like i'll deliberately message uh, like eric or wheat and be like
1: god pp Mutine was so lopsided so, so there's no con you guys aren't talking about anything you just start with that
0: there's a, there's a few different things this is mainly an edwin thing yeah um, where you'll there. be going about your business and then every couple weeks he'll just message you some thing out of the blue and it's usually the same stuff uh every six months we message and say that Armada would still beat everyone <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't know why we do that
1: it hasn't uh, happened in a
0: while though it hasn't happened in a while maybe we don't believe it maybe i'll message you uh and we get the pp thing i get a lot of sopranos stuff i don't ask about it but i get a lot of that yeah okay sure. he runs through a cycle of a couple things and just kind of like every just cold DMs people with this.
2: We, we doesn't get the political stuff. Andy gets all the political stuff. Andy's like. The I don't know therapist. why you send it to me.
1: Okay. All right. Well, everyone I think in we're about has EBX2K. their extra role. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. so, so your question is why? Why did I? Why did the sets go the way they went so often? Um, I mean, I've talked about this some before. I just so. I'll, I'll try and change it a little bit so it's like a little bit fresh for people still. So M2K, this is not really news, but M2K likes doing things the way he likes doing them, and he doesn't like doing anything else. And there, and there are just certain things that he really likes to do at certain times, and he just wants to do that. And I think... I think I get comfortable in a particular routine too not... To the same extent m2k does but i think because i have that sort of thing in me i can understand why that makes sense to him and so it's very comforting to play someone and you're like okay even if this stuff is kind of hard to do if i know pretty much when it's going to happen i'm going to be all right and so he would just do the things and i'd be like okay yep this is the thing because this is what he likes to do and then you know because you also know that m2k likes to analyze you're like okay well there might be some new things we just bring the new things in and then those are his new those would be his comforts on the additional stuff and then so it just the overarching theme is some things will change but the main feeling the main way to go about stuff stays the same and my own way of going about things like is just in in just in just a certain way just makes it hard for m2k so like so, I mean, you know, like you can, there's, there's, up there are, you can take all kinds of solutions, right? Like you can make it confusing for him if you want to play like Mango and he's just like, well, I'm not sure what to do because I'm just not sure what this person's doing or like KDJ or whatever. Or you could be me and you could be like, well, why overcomplicate it? I know pretty much what's going to happen. I'll just beat that. Like it's what, it's like you think of it, actually think of it this way. M2K said, I always beat Asin because he was going to do the best thing. So I'm just going to be one step ahead of that instead you could just like you could just switch the roles like uh like i'll i'll be the m2k he's the azan or whatever right like you, there's a lot of ways you can answer m2k
3: it, to m2k is
0: yeah what yeah you're yeah me. yeah
1: sure sure <laughs> run it
0: who would win m2k versus m2k
1: tough question i feel like i feel like that matchup happens a lot and it's a, it's hard to call
2: <laughs> what's your what's your favorite beat down of me king
1: like that i did or someone else or what no that
2: that you did and oh, then of okay. someone else
0: and then uh, just favorite <laughs> favorite beat of there's game a lot outside of sets the game. Where,
2: like you three oh him and it's really ugly like six <laughs> or seven minutes
1: yeah there have been some fast ones um I will say I didn't like any of the ones where he got really really sad those those are not fun because I don't like making people sad that joke sucks but uh, so that eliminates a lot of the older ones Um but the a lot of people talk about the apex 2014 one but i've always been partial to the skatar one because i just succeeded in so much stuff beforehand and then it was kind of like just the beautiful cherry on top it's like we just get to go on we go for the m2k merry-go-round the the yeehaw the downward slope at the end of the roller coaster it's just a good time for me and uh so that probably is it for me like as i think about it quickly but um yeah that was that was, like just to just to cap all that stuff off it was it was it was fun but I mean you know, I'm sure if I like like i I still liked the pound five one even if it did make him sad just because that was like, that was like the first time it was it was as it was as strong of a win there, and I think it it meant a lot to, like of my development of a player to bring so many things together to to be able to contain M two K that well. So I mean, there are things I could talk about with that. It's also kind of up there for me, but he was big sad afterward, and so that's that's not going to that's that ain't it for me, Chief, as they say.
3: We have a great question from Chape. I don't know if you're familiar with Chape, but he is—he's a beast. He's like the best player in South America at the moment. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: um, oh yeah. Maybe I—I forget if I've run into them on. You, ha- you have played. He, he's a oh, Have they
3: played? That's cool. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Chape asks, "How should top players from regions that don't have access to top 100 or higher <laughs> talent practice in order to be able to improve and make the
2: splash to that level of play?" Chape, you gotta gas up your region a little more, man. You
3: guys
1: well,
2: are good. No, <laughs> good. I, you know,
1: I will say, um, I will say, I don't know how how hopeful he does feel about it, but Eisen came out. To Apex 2014 and did phenomenally well after not coming to anything beforehand. So I think I think you know it is possible and it can be done. So I hope he's he's got his head held up about that. Um, but yeah, so practice. I think. If you practice like everyone else, but you're not able to apply it like everyone else, you're you're going to be missing out, right? So I think, unfortunately, because of your circumstances, you have to go the extra mile and try to become more detailed in your practice. So something I think about more is, like, if I, if I imagine myself in that scenario, you probably have people to play with. But instead of, like, them being able to push you all the time, it's more one-sided. But maybe these players still want to improve. So something you could do is you can either teach them as much as possible say okay this is what i'm doing to beat you this is what you could do to beat that or you can just kind of cut a lot of that stuff out if they don't want to learn that way you can say do this either a general thing or do this at this time this is hard to beat and so you are practicing against these meta options you see in videos and so when that comes up you're like okay well this is a way to handle that there are other things like um there are other ways to practice like if you're if you're you're trying to say shadow box or something i bring that up every once in a while there are ways to move around such that you feel as if you are interacting with someone but the player is much more interactive than anyone you will ever meet in a match so they're adapting much quicker they're threatening you with much more things like that and then something happens and then you're back in the interaction again instead of like having a break for punish or something so that is that that was very useful training for me to get used to adapting quickly and and reacting more quickly even though there was not another person on the screen that may or may not be useful for you but um, yeah there could be other things like I mean there could be things where you could probably even record yourself uh, either even just doing your own own practice and you could say if I do not do a hundred percent of like a lot, I tell a lot of people shoot for a hundred percent but if you're getting like 95 98 percent of what you're going for you're probably fine especially even if you're a high level player. But if you if you, you say, I will not rest until I can do absolutely 100% of whatever I sit down to do, you may have to be a person that has to go for that because you have to say, I will need to lean on my tech because I'll have to be thinking so much more of how I'm trying to to beat people out in the game. So I want my tech to be as flawless as possible. I want to be as safe on shield as possible or as quick out of shield as possible. You have, there are things you can do to set that up and make sure that's always possible. You need to be like, the other way to look at it is, low tiers always have like everyone has good di but low tiers have absolutely insane SDI and stuff like that because they have no choice um, so this is this is the equivalent of that like do maximize every advantage you have because you have no choice and and then that's gonna that's gonna pay dividends for you when people are maybe even gonna you know, be underwhelmed or something they're going to like like they don't know you and they're like they're not going to respect you or something you surprise them and then you are consistent with tech or something like that and then that could really that can really work out for you so i don't know the one answer but i know the i know roughly the philosophy that can really help with that
0: nice um i yeah, we're kind of running to the end of the episode i don't want to keep you on for too much longer Mm. you've already been so gracious with your time that i don't want to you know take any more of it uh we probably have time for like one more question
3: do you guys have anything fun the the human element bit that you've been running recently we still haven't done that
0: we're gonna do that
3: we're gonna gonna do that that and then and and then
0: we'll get before that we'll get one more in uh we've got someone in chat who's been asking uh, a question even redeeming points for highlighted message that uh maybe not the most melee Maybe. stats question
1: if if somehow this is about the rick onesie i don't want to answer it i don't, I don't know, know what
3: that means
0: good yes. okay i'm work. not i'm not
1: <laughs> even gonna we're i'm not i'm not bringing that into into here i'm not bringing that into this world forget i said anything All right, well um, now you gotta tell me uh,
0: afterwards <laughs> uh no 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 this is from us from a, a twitch chatter awaiting for gamer if you mm. will mm. uh if you could see any character modded into melee who would it be and how do you think they would perform competitively so edwin and i on our weirdo covid post-covid episode where we just uh shot the shit for a while including <laughs> talking about which breaking bad character we'd be uh we, we talked about modding was a most char- like most insane
2: conversation it was like we were having two different conversations
0: no we weren't listening to each other it was like two different <laughs> people were improving uh
1: Wait, so in, like, was it just different was states. it just you two the whole it was episode literally just us, literally just us. Oh, we had like a fever wild.
2: dream
0: episode of just like <laughs> what do we talk about now yeah uh, like an, i think it was yeah, oh, waiting no.
2: like waiting for godot let alone wait for godot uh okay. <laughs> well
0: we, we were talking about like james bond and that one uh schoolgirl detective that they were like thinking about but i guess like i don't know just a fun question you don't have to think too much into who like who would you want in melee Without thinking Sorry. about the larger implications of, like, you know, oh, would I be a Master Chief main or whatever? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, my Discord profile picture is Sora. I, I love the character. Sarah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. uh, I don't, there are not many series that I'm still into at the ripe young age of 30, but I do like Sora. Um, not, I, I hope. I, for, I know it won't happen, but I wish they wouldn't pull in from Kingdom Hearts 3. That game was uh, a little bit different than the rest of the series. It was bad. But, I mean, I I, I honestly don't <laughs> think it was bad. I think it, a lot of things, they did a lot of things that were fine. They could have done a lot of things better, but I don't, maybe I just love it too much to say that, but I, I genuinely don't think it's bad. Um, but I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say it's good either, so I'll also, <laughs> also say that. But I... I I do like I do like how much he cares about things, and that's like his strength, and that's dope to be. But um, I also think for the comedy factor alone, Waluigi would be hilarious. Like, oh, no, not Waluigi! I, mean, I, I don't, you, I I don't know. Two types I, I, of reactions. I want him not in it. But well, you said "nice." nice. There was a nice, and there's a not anything but Waluigi, oh, and that's the two reactions. Oh. I love it. Dude, yeah, dude, I don't think so PP's a, I don't think
2: PP's a pro Walla Luigi but I think he's a pro Walla Luigi polarization. Why are you saying Walla
1: Luigi? Dude, all chaos all the time.
2: Wala Luigi, he would be the
3: lamest character. He would be like Dalzim, but with Luigi noises. <laughs>
1: a... That is really funny.
3: I would be so sad. Dude, I think
0: oh. it's so hilarious that you know, if you were to ask like any um, casual fan of Smash, since probably Brawl. Who should be at it? I feel like the normal answer is Waluigi. And I think it's so hilarious they haven't done that. I love (laughs) when uh, you have, like, these entities, these, like, IPs out there Mm. who've got, like, very clear fan base who, like, has a very clear thing they want. And they just don't do it forever. I love that. (laughs) The
1: Geno thing, right? Like, Geno, they want a Geno for Brawl. They kept trying to get him in and then the bayonetta vote was probably the funniest thing I've ever seen because everyone was like, Finally, we can just make them put Gino in. Please band together community this one time and they wouldn't do it and it was it was the best.
0: Gino's <laughs> hilarious because I guess maybe in two thousand seven or two thousand eight, you know, maybe there was a slight chance. Of him being included, but I feel like ever since then, people are like, Gino has to be an ultimate because he was once considered for Brawl. It's like not on his like standing on his own merit. It's just like 10 years ago, we thought that he might be in this. So now he has to be in this new one. The problem uh, is it. everyone it's is great.
1: so young now, like that's going to be playing Smash. They like don't it's even Gino. know. They like they're like, why do people want this person that came in one game on this one system one time? Like who cares? Like I saw memes about that, and I was like, oh my god, I really am thirty. <laughs> <laughs> like there are just zoomers now that are going to vote in this that don't know Geno, and I was like, I can't handle this. This is crazy. Amy
2: and we, what are your choices then? For for a new melee
0: character. You... <laughs> Oh, I don't know, dude. Yeah, this is opening quite a Pandora's box. Right yeah. before we're supposed to end. I episode. mean, like, so
3: if you want, if you want my actual opinion, I was, <laughs> I was super hyped for Meta Knight when Brawl came out. <laughs> I was like, dude, Meta Knight is gonna be
2: so cool. We did I ban can't him. wait
3: to play Meta Knight. And then Brawl was Brawl, and Meta Knight was Meta Knight. And I'm he, like, you were
2: wow. a big ban advocate, weren't you?
1: Uh, I mean, we banned him in Melee, so <laughs> bad little. <level. laughs> I don't know what the rule set is now, but the MBR actually, while brawl was debating on it, we we did come together as part of our rule set vote. Do we ban Meta Knight or not? We did ban him in melee, (laughs) and it was the funny. It was so funny because we have we have held that stance since like 2012. We are unmoving. Meta Knight has stayed banned. (laughs) Let's go melee. But yeah, in brawl, I I really think it would have been better for the game. I do. <laughs> uh,
0: I, dude, we're opening so many cans of worms right before we're trying to end the episode. Uh, I will say one time I had a dream that Crobat was in Melee. And when I woke <laughs> up, I was like, how did I not remember this? I was like, I, I feel like I would remember. <laughs> uh, he had like a really good Nair, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> so I would yeah, say he had, Like He
1: would he would get his wings in and spin, right? Yeah. He, yeah. he
0: had multiple jumps. He had a really good Nair. And multiple then I woke up jokes. and I was like, it's like when you're still kind of in the dream, I woke up, I'm like, Crobat, yeah. I that kind of sounds like Meta Knight.
1: Him. That sounds like Meta Knight, bro. Oh, okay, we're going to Meta Knight air is a little ball, that's just yeah. Meta Knight, bro. <laughs>
2: so just really quickly, I want to give my answer. Uh, yeah. I know you might think that it's the Master Chief, but when I play Samus in Melee, I already call her the Master Chief as my secondary name. So I'm going to go with the Arbiter, but instead of having like a plasma rifle or whatever, he has an energy sword. So we get another Ooh. sword character in Melee that's oh, like all we need
0: great well you know we're not all melee uh we had a very fun short segment on our episode of the June bug, where we talked about like what we've been into recently that's not in melee uh you know we are people outside of melee so I, I will start uh as tempted I, as I am to say the grapefruit soda squirt <laughs> which is the first <laughs> soda that I've had in like six months not a big soda guy but I was like hey squirt and I bought it it was good as to as I am to say squirt I will have to go for uh, a YouTube series because mm. we are youtubers apparently uh, if you put out a video every six months you're a youtuber Let's go. Um, uh, a YouTube series from geo wizard mm. who is the the main guy if you want to watch geo uh, playthroughs first off I mean click any of those videos they're all very entertaining but he pivoted his content at one point, like a year or plus ago, to, to be um, like randomly do stuff live. And he is uh, currently uploading his series of trying to walk through Scotland in a straight line.
1: So he, he <laughs> oh, tried he
0: did to that do with this. the UK, I think. He already he tried did that. No, I he think did he's this doing with Wales, Norway, and I think there might have been another one. Uh, but he's trying to do it with Scotland, which is the longest one yet. So. I think we've got two videos of that series up uh at the time of this episode <laughs> i think they're great uh i would highly That's recommend cool. watching those uh or just watch t- watch his video with ludwig i haven't seen it but i mean when those is- two
1: are together it's so funny i think they did one where um Lu- like geo wizard closed his eyes and ludwig had to describe the surroundings and geo wizard <laughs> i didn't see the first time but the second time when they started geo wizard was like You've gotten better. It's not completely horrible now. It looks like eggs. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. Well, I don't want to steal all the Geo Wizard time. Anyone else have anything fun yeah, that they've been I into be recently? Next.
3: So I've I've started going back to the bouldering Gym that's mm-hmm. uh, that's in my town. And I'm pleasantly surprised that uh, I've only lost two letter grades on on the V scale. So I've been I've been climbing V threes and stuff, which is pretty exciting. Uh, Just really happy to, like, be able to move around. Like, Mm. I haven't really had that many excuses to, like, get up and do stuff. Uh, But, like, now I'm, like, able to be more active because the climbing gym is open. And, like, I have a reason to to get up and not be just sedentary the whole day. So I've been feeling really good. Uh, I haven't been playing much melee because my hands are killing me. Uh, (laughs) But it's cool to be able to climb again. Really happy about that. All right, Anoke, you
0: have to uh, do this in 30 seconds. I'm worried that this might be a uh, political rant. I'm worried that you no, might. No, no, no. it's, it's, okay. it's not,
2: uh, or not really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so ah, i did, a little tiny bit. So I, I, don't typically play that many other games, but uh, lately I've been replaying the Mass Effect series through the Legendary Edition, and I think it's really interesting. It's just like a, it's like a good bit of sci-fi. I, I think I. So I played it when I was a teenager, and I really loved the series, and I wanted to revisit it. For, like nostalgic purposes and i think playing it as an adult it actually feels a lot more magical like a lot mm. of the, a lot like i wouldn't say the writing is like particularly stellar but i think the amount of like the amount of content in the game is really good and i think that i think that there's just like a lot of uh there's a lot of interesting stuff they do in the world building in terms of like the development of different like species in the universe, like how they interact with each other and everything. And I think uh, obviously because I take writing and like storytelling a lot more seriously now, I, I can sort of see the holes in the series, like places where, where like I would have written differently or like me and my friends would have gone a different different idea or like, I can definitely see that there's still like tropes in the genre that go a bit, that that are a little like lazy. But on the whole, I've just really enjoyed playing it, and I, I think it's it's like very fun. I love the world of Mass Effect, and I've just
1: been really having a blast playing it. Nice. All
0: right, what you got for us?
1: All right. So I mean, I have different answers. Like you know, I I, I like Ambi's. I've I've been running lately. It's been fun. Um, there are other things that I've been into, but uh, and I, there are things that I could highlight that are that are great. I mean, these. Little boxing gloves that oh, I got. From nice. I that sick. Sick. That's but I'm I about. it's super late cool. It doesn't count, right? So, but I will unfortunately and regrettably highlight something that I was excited for, but unfortunately did not come in clutch for me. But it is kind of funny. So, it's this Swedish toothbrush. It was a hundred and sixty dollars, <laughs> oh, and it no. broke. Oh, it broke
2: oh,
0: so fast. No.
1: But it w- it was great. Well, I mean, well, it wasn't that great. Well, lasted because it didn't work as well as it could have. But it was funny. And so there's there was that. The the cover was hard to get off. It to charge it like this little thing here. It, it opens, but I had to I had to have someone open it. Like I had tweezers and I didn't. So, but yeah. Anyway, the Foreo Issa two. Don't get it i don't know what they're doing over there in sweden but not making toothbrushes i'll tell maybe you that just right don't now.
0: buy anything from sweden at this point. yeah
1: maybe don't <laughs> can't, can't be too safe you yeah. know what but, you
2: gotta do pp you gotta reach out to cadano in austria and you gotta tell you gotta tell him that you need a custom toothbrush it, to i scan. bet cadano
3: has the sickest yeah, that's in I'm in the world.
2: Oh my perfect snapback
1: on the toothbrush <laughs> <laughs>
2: That, that man had his like own deodorant or something yeah he, he was does. selling deodorant
1: and I think Toaf was plugging it because he was like it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> smell weird it doesn't like doesn't like stain clothes or whatever you know it's cheap yeah.
0: it i have i've looked into that it's like wonderful names like tangerine tango or something and then masculine
1: 2. <laughs> <laughs> masculine 2 is a vibe. <laughs> Tag yourself. I'm masculine 2. The sequel, bro. <laughs> the original was so good; they had to do another one. They had to I think masculine two is better than masculine one. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Pee-Pee, you've been such a joy. I, I, I'm. This is such a great experience. I'm so this glad that you've been on. This is fun. Uh, have like hit us with some stuff that uh, I, I know you're streaming. I know you're on YouTube. Uh, hit us with some plugs.
1: Yeah. Um... I'm per- every everywhere. I'm pretty much PPMD, Patreon, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. Um, you know, check out GG Melee. I'm in skits on there. Do stuff with them. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a good old time. I'm just out I'm just out here doing stuff. We had a variety game vote recently, Untitled Goose Game one. So I'm out here big honking starting tomorrow. Roll no, I... through if you're interested in that. Nice. Um, yeah, so it should be should be a good old time. Otherwise, you know, I do a lot of informative. Uh, melee games on my stream I find people on unranked and sometimes I BDW and I will play very I will play and I Commentate a lot of my decision-making while I go very quickly if you're into that roll through the streamer the YouTube um, But yeah, I mean That's all I got for you. I it was a fun time. I think melee stats is dope what you guys do is awesome, and yeah, this is a good time
0: Nice, I appreciate it uh, And now this is Edwin's favorite part of the show. I get to do some plugs so for melee stats, if you want to, uh, oh dude, I haven't done this in like two weeks. Give me a second. <laughs> Give oh, me boy. a second. Do it. Uh, you can follow us on Twitch at Melee Stats Twitch TV slash Melee Stats. Uh, if you want to watch our long form content, you can do so on YouTube. Uh, our Melee Stats. You can watch this podcast and other little, uh, you know, side videos we have on Melee Stats Archive. You can follow our tweets at twitter.com slash melee stats pod you can read Wednesday melee and monday morning marth on melee stats.co and if you want to support us well first off you can sub here uh or you could support us on patreon.com slash melee stats
1: Not as quick as i
0: usually do it but
1: but we're getting back there double the offer
0: (laughs) oh man All right. Well, you know, this has been such an amazing episode and uh, I appreciate everyone here for for being a part of this. Uh, If you want to watch us, uh, we're going to be streaming back to our normal Tuesday nights uh, at 9 p.m. We're going to be doing that next week. Uh, I appreciate this little special episode that everyone have. And uh, I'll see you waiting for gamers next week.
3: See you guys.
2: Later. See you guys. Peace.